0: podcast way. Anyway. This is going to be episode 433, guys. Q&A, Steve Smee here, and the Rickster, Ricky V, as in Victory Rock, R-O-C-K. Chiming on in.
1: Hey, what's up, Steve? What's
0: up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Q&A episode, guys. Let's begin. We have four really good topics. So here's the first I want to bring you in early on this one, Rick, because you are... You were around, you were around the meathead era, the 90s, when it was all bro science and everyone just copy pasted each other's cycles. So this one's for you. Max dosages for a normal Joe to run. I can remember back in the 90s, you know, guys would be running these insane dosages and all this stuff. Now you don't see normal Joes asking too much about crazy dosages. You see these, these pro bodybuilders running these pro dosages, but everyone wants to be. They think that if they run a bunch of steroids, they'll turn into a pro bodybuilder because genetics don't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? So take us back to, you know, th- this is hypothetical. What is the max dosages for a normal Joe gym rat who likes to work out three, four, five times a week and just wants to look good? What are the max dosages that you think would be work for them?
1: Uh, so if this regular Joe has been grinding it out in the gym five to eight years, natural which is kind of what we tell everyone you should do before you consider these compounds, a gram, just a gram, combined gram of everything per week is about all you should really need. And the gains you make on that gram, you'll you'll be able to keep a lot more of those once you get off this stuff. Going into the gram and a half, two grams a week, three grams. I mean, yeah, you might blow the hell up while you're on that stuff, but once you come off of it, You lose a lot of that mass, especially if you don't have the years and years of training behind you. One of these things, one of the things guys don't realize is when you see those monstrous, humongous bodies on stage, those bodies were built over a decade, 10 years minimum. Most of those guys built their physiques to get that big. It takes that long. So, normal guy doing a couple of cycles a year doing one cycle a year, fuck it. A gram, 1000 milligrams. I think it, it's a nice round number. It depending on on what your health level is, it turns out to be about between four to between 4 to 6 times what your body could naturally make, and you have some synthetic hormones in there that are stronger than the ones hormones your body would would actually make. And really just doing doing it up man just really doing focusing more on on training and diet and learning that about yourself way more than than the steroids when i was a younger man like like you like you were discussing steve you know late 1900s when people were was when people really got started on the forums talking about 2 3 grams a week and all, and all this all this jazz all this really high dosing i did some of it i got huge. I got bulky. I mean, I I look good, but definitely did not look as good to to me, my perspective, as I did in my early mid thirties, even even into my forties now. Why? Because at that point, I just didn't have the experience with, with training and with dieting, especially the dieting to really look as good as I possibly could have on those steroids. And maybe my muscles hadn't quite Matured as much, and maybe I hadn't hadn't ran ran enough sets and reps through my muscles to really bring out that good definition. Now, into my forties, I can do cycles of like fifty milligrams of Anavar per day, and, and just get incredible results in, in a little five little five weeker. Um, just because now I know about fasting, time restricted feeding, dieting. I know about the insulin response, and I know about All of these things that as a young man pumping a couple of grams, I just wasn't wasn't fully aware of. I mean, I I was at the time I was like doing silly shit, like setting up an alarm clock to to get up and eat uh, in the middle of the night and then then go back to bed because uh, I didn't want to be catabolic. You know, not not knowing that doing that just kind of hindered my growth hormone release, my natural growth hormone release that was going on at nighttime. I'd ruin it. By raising insulin levels at night, you know, there was just a, a lot of just not great. I was overdoing the Novodex, took way too much Novodex, way more than I needed, which Novodex will lower levels of IGF 1. You know, uh, you could take as little as five milligrams of Novodex a day, and that'll be enough to curb gyno to make sure that you don't have any of those gyno symptoms. At least, I've what I found. Once you go into you know twenty milligrams of of Novadex, now you 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 might you might start to to hinder some some of your gains there. So there was a lot of just kind of like too much drugs, too many of the wrong things, not enough focus on the diet aspect of it. Uh, and I you know I got big, bulky. I barely wiped wiped my butt. Couldn't even reach back. My back was so was so large. Um, make it made it even hard to inject at times I had to like grab the needle in a fist almost uh, make sure that it got in the in the glute and then lean back on a wall I've done to actually get a good shot instead of just trying to l- look behind me and, and and keep the needle steady you know a lot of these just got bulky and big did it I don't feel I had the, the quality of, of muscle mass and the quality of the look that I kind of enjoy now, and what's really made a difference, even though I'm older now, what's made the real difference is got my diet and training on point. You know, got my diet and training on point, and I really know and understand what I'm doing now. So, guys, the just focus on the diet and the training. The drugs will just add some more. And you definitely want to learn about these drugs as you do them, journal your progress and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, man, um, I, I like to use myself as an example a lot on the on the podcast because that, you know, it's it's personal. This is stuff I've gone through. and I'm sharing with you guys some of my journey, some of my process, some of my my mistakes, so maybe you don't have to make those mistakes. And really, yeah I've done the bigger dosing when I was a, a much younger man. I was a, you know, fifteen years ago, I mean I did the, the, I did a gram of sustenance a week as a base. And then, 400 of of that guy and then another 600 of eq and then kickstart with an oral like i got did these things you know and 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 i noticed that that i, I much i'm more proud and enjoy more uh and the reactions i get from people the way my body looks now at 40 doing tiny bit of of steroids just just, dip, just small amounts it's better now than it was when I was a, when I was a much younger man. And, um, and really that all came from just learning more about myself when it came to dieting, doing, doing six meals a day and, and, you know, and even eating in the middle of the night and all these things, I just, I just looked puffy. And even when I was cutting down, when I was trying to cut down, um, my body fat. I, I was doing six tiny meals a day, you know, and and I was just kind of hungry and pissed all day. And the results weren't all that great compared to like to now. I do time restricted feeding, not hungry at all. Don't get pissed off because I'm I'm hungry all day, and feel really really good on it. My digestion, you know, I I as a younger man I wasn't taking psyllium husk, probiotics, and digestive enzymes with my meals. Slamming down all, all this protein. I just wasn't taking care of some of those things and and i had I felt really, I mean, I had like more breakouts in my skin. I had a lot more issues that I dealt with when I was doing higher dosing uh, and didn't I just didn't look I didn't achieve the look. and now now my age, I, 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 I'm not a huge guy, like I'm not a huge mass monster. I don't look good with my shirt off. and man and i could run i could fight i could train i could really do all those things that you have to kind of give up on once you get too bulky you just don't you know when when you get too bulky um maybe you don't want to go in there and start all this uh, wrestling and jiu-jitsu and stuff you you could tear muscle mass tear muscles shit this guy's tearing muscles doing doing a bench press you know doing just a normal size bench press, muscle tears up. Um, so a lot of it really, uh, I think, uh, uh, through the years was really me uh, focusing on, on learning way more on how to train and how to eat for me. And if anything, I just use, I'm use I, if anything, I use less drugs. Um, and maybe at times when I've used uh, underground, I'm using less drugs of lower quality underground. Drugs and have re- have seen better results in the way I look than when I was doing two three grams of human of a mix of human grade and and veterinarian Mexican veterinarian uh, products. Just because now I'm I'm dieting and training for me now. Some of you guys out there listening, you might have achieved the best physique of your life doing six meals a day and and waking up with a timer in the middle of the night to go have a, a sandwich and in a protein shake, um, in the middle of the night, like maybe you could have accru- achieved incredible results like this. And that's okay. That means that that particular diet program and that particular protocol works great for you. And, and that's awesome. It doesn't work great right for me. It really doesn't. It, it, I'm just hungry all day. kills my mind. I don't, don't get the, the kind of growth definition that I'm looking for, but time restricted feeding d- d- does it. Uh, Also, uh, when I was younger, I'm not sure that my training was, my training program was the best that it needed to be for me. When I was a younger man, I I was doing the same amount of repetitions for my biceps that I was for my chest that I was for my shoulders. And, you know, at the time, the thinking was lower repetitions, higher weight, more muscle mass. Now today, being a, a stage I'm at right now, I know that I need to do a different amount of uh, repetitions for my arms than I do for my chest than I do for my back. Because each muscle group will respond differently to a different uh, rep range. Each muscle group will respond differently to a different rep range. And that's a process that I had to go through and learn. And, and also, I guess, um, yeah, I mean, my, my goals have changed. I'm more about just general health, mobile, general health, being mobility, being able to still throw a roundhouse kick, being able to still, you know, jump into a triangle, still being able to do these things that if I was looking to get bigger, I wouldn't be able to do. And so I guess that also, uh, that's also changed. Having my, having very clear goals too, on the mental aspect, very clear goals of of how you want your body to look and how do how you want to live? What do you want your day to day to be like? And so, Going back to it, man, max dosage, one gram a week. That's all most of you guys will should ever need. If you're competing, getting on stage, doing all that stuff, then you have a coach who is going to tell you to do something different um, and go at it that way. But if you're just doing this on your own, starting to look good with your shirt off, one gram a week maximum. That's a big cycle. Um, Keep it under 12 weeks. Uh, make sure you run proper post-psychotherapy and make sure you have very, uh, very clear goals. Don't just chase the mask, chase the mask, chase the mask. Just try to achieve a certain look that you want a good, very
0: well rounded out, very well developed look and and go from there. So next one we're going to talk about, we'll definitely get back to that topic in the future. Rick, Rick had a mouthful there. one so we're going to talk about How to stack D-Bowl and T-Bowl, Dynabowl and Teronabowl. So Dynabowl is, what I would uh, categorize Dynabowl is pretty much testosterone in oral form. And then Teronabowl, I would categorize it as a dry version of Dynabowl. So they're kind of milligram to milligram, the same thing, except D-Bowl is a wet steroid. T Bowl is a dry steroid. And I've run these two together as an oral cycle. I've done 20 milligrams of D Bowl and 20 milligrams of T Bowl. It was a great little five week cycle. So if you just want to run a quick oral cycle, five weeks, you know, is it optimal long term? Is it going to turn you into, you know, the next Ronnie Coleman? No, it's not. But it does the trick and it's really easy to run and it will it will give you results. So, you know, when I ran it, I didn't even need an AI. It's like, it's a perfect yin and yang because the v ball is wet, the T bowl is dry. So they kind of yin and yang off each other. So the side effects weren't bad at all. And I enjoyed the, the hell out of that cycle. The pumps were incredible. So you want to run your liver support, your are into guard with it. And then do a four week PCT when you come off and you're good to go. That's a really simple cycle. Let's say you want to run testosterone with the D-Bowl and T-Bowl. I wouldn't even change the d ball and t ball dosage. You'd run the testosterone at the dosage you want. You could run it at TRT dose, 100, 125 milligrams, or you can run it a little higher, go 150, go to 200, go 300 if you want. But the more testosterone you run with this, the more of an AI you're going to need. So you want to keep that in mind. How about you, Rick? How would you run it?
1: This is actually something I've suggested before. Um, keep the Dianabol at 10 to 20 mg a day. Maybe 10 mg would be just fine. And then run t at 30 to 40 on top of that. And you could you could do a nice combination of Turinabol and d The d will give you some more mass and, and it will add additional estrogens, methyl to your uh, system, which is only going to help you gain some. And then Turinabol, it's not going to create new estrogens, but those androgen hormones are there to stimulate muscle cells into growth. I mean, it's good. It's a good, uh, a stack. I I like it. Just make sure not to run it too long. Four to six weeks, um, is a good amount of time to run the stack four to six weeks. Just run it, go with it. It's just a good, um, it's a good stack. I mean, how to run it together, uh, Take a little bit of grapefruit juice so uh, that D-Ball lasts longer in your system when you take it. Maybe take, take your Dianabol dose right before your workout. Use that as a pre-workout. So if you're doing, if you're doing 40 migs or 30 migs of T-Ball and then 10 migs of Dianabol, make sure to take your 10 milligrams of Dianabol bef- right before your workout, a good hour before your workout. It'll, you'll feel a little boost from it during the workout. If you're taking 20 milligrams of Dianabol, then you could do Dianabol early, early in the morning, AMD ball, and then do your your other ten milligrams of Dianabol right before workout, and the Turinabol just spread throughout the day, um, and you should be fine. It's it's a good stack. Turinabol and Dianabol. I should I think I've mentioned it on the <laughs> I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Uh, putting those two together, it, you know, it's a good mass cycle with a low chance of adverse side effects from too much estrogen as long as you as long as you keep the D Ball under under 20 mgs a day, 10 milligrams a day should be should be plenty. You, you have a little bit of extra estrogen that's only going to help, but not enough to really cause problems unless you're you're prone to kind of like me. See me, even if I did 10-20 milligrams of D Ball, depending on what the health of my body is that time of the year, I might have some problems with estrogen or I might not, I might just breeze right through it without having to worry about it too much. And really at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's an experiment you have to run and see how how it goes, but I do like it. I mean, I like it. D ball and and internal ball. I I like that stack uh,
0: quite a bit. All right, Rick, next one is for you. Let's talk about using testosterone and VAR together. How about that stack? How would you run it?
1: Well, um, I definitely would want to take advantage of that, of the cutting properties of Anabar. Uh, that's that's another one that you could just do 50 milligrams a day of Anabar, 40 to 50 milligrams a day of Anabar. That's already 350 milligrams of androgens in your system. And then just toss between 250 to 500 milligrams of testosterone on top of that. 250 is great because you're not you might not experience uh, much in the in the in the way of estrogen side effects. Uh, you are you might retain a little bit of water, which might make it look to you like you're not really getting all of your benefits out of that animal bar as far as cutting goes. Um, but definitely, uh, under some of that water retention, you have some some lean mass, some some body fat being burned. So, yeah, maybe keeping the testosterone at two 200 at 250 mix. It's not bad when you're already taking 350 milligrams of Anovar. I mean, that's a 600 milligram a week cycle. You know, why Why the hell not? That's a nice one. And, yeah, uh, Rondivar high, man, 40, 50, 60 milligrams of that Anovar. You know, that, that you're, you're getting something out of it. You're, you're doing something really good with it. And make sure your diet, man. You you spend all that money on Anavar to run it four or six weeks. You go get yourself some human grade testosterone. You spend all that money. If you eat like shit, man, and and you're not really training up to up to speed, you're not training with the intensity that you should. Then you're you're kind of just wasting it, man. It's a waste of money. But you get on a good grind, good diet program, good hard training, very well thought out training program put together for yourself. Um, you're going to see some amazing results out of that ANOVAR and that, and that testosterone. What, what do you think, Steve?
0: The way I would run this cycle, you know, I really, it really depends, Rick, if you're looking for appetite increase, you're looking to bulk, you'd run the testosterone at a higher dosage and, you know, you throw in the VAR, I, I you know, but me, why we're an ANOVAR if that's your goal. So, the way I look at it is obviously, if you're on ANOVAR, you're wanting to cut in the first place. So, the way I would run it, I'd let the VAR, man, let the VAR do the job. Run the testosterone no more than 200 milligrams a week and run the VAR at 50, 60 milligrams a day and let the VAR work its magic. You know, I think that would be a really good cycle. Make sure your diet's on point, make sure your training's on point, make sure you're healthy. And you should get some really good results on that cycle. So I don't see the point in running Anovar if you're going to run testosterone at high doses. It just doesn't make any sense to me because it kind of defeats the purpose. You know what I'm saying? All right. So the last topic, we're going to talk about balls shrinking on cycle. Let's talk about the science, why this happens. So I'm going to go over the science let Rick come in. And he's going to discuss some natural ways to, to combat this some herbals that you can take. So the reason our balls shrink on cycles is when you run exogenous hormones, your body realizes that your pituitary glands get that signal to shut down, to become suppressed. So it no longer creates those hormones, LH and FSH, that stimulate your LATIC cells, which are your balls. So your balls are just not going to be getting any type of signal to function. So they just shrink up on cycle. Now, some guys, you know, it shrinks up to raisins. Other guys, it shrinks up halfway. There's no, there's not really a, you know, one size fits all, but most of you, you know, you're going to notice some ball shrinkage. So that, I mean, that's the science behind why it happens. Like, and it's really nothing to panic over. I see a lot of guys, They panic about it. Oh, my God, my balls are shrinking on cycle. I'm getting shut down. Well, yeah, you're getting shut down. If you didn't want to get shut down, you shouldn't have ran exogenous hormones in the first place. So it's like that's kind of what happens, you know. So it's nothing to freak out about because when you come off the steroids, you run your PCT, you recover properly. Your balls will gradually regain their size and come back. So anyone listening out there, you know, if, you know, your spouse or whatever has got balls and they don't discuss steroid use with you and you're like, hmm, they've got tiny balls. Why is that? Now, you know why? Either they're on TRT, which could be, it could be a simple doctor prescribed TRT. I mean, most people out there don't work out who are on TRT, by the way. That's the misconception that a lot of people have. I think you had a misconception too, Rick. Most people who go to anti asian clinics get put on TRT or go to a urinologist or endocrinologist to get TRT. They're just middle-aged dudes, you know, who make, you know, 80,000 a year and they have great health insurance and their health insurance pays for their TRT. So they'll go and they'll get on TRT because they want to boost in their libido. They want to feel better you know, they might go to the gym once a week or something. They might do some exercise once or twice a week, but they're not gym rats, you know. So in, in, let's say you're dating someone, whatever, and they've got shrunken balls. So they could be in that situation where they're just a dude who went and got TRT. Or they could be a guy who's taking anabolic steroids, you know. So that's a telltale sign to know. If they're on the sauce or not, so that would be a way to tell. So anyone who claims natty, you, ever, you know, they, you know, someone claims natty, just just take a look at their balls, and, and let's see, let's see if you're natty. Let's take a look at your ball. That'd be a good, that'd be a good thing in the uh, in the in the fitness and industry now, Rick. Like let's let all these people who claim they're natty. Oh, I'm natty, I'm natty. I got this way from selling you my uh, diet program, a five hundred dollar diet program. All right, let's let's see it. Put down your fucking shorts and let's see the size of your balls. (laughs) Let's see if you're fucking natty or not. And then they got the the balls the size of the raisins. And anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not natty, dude. You're not fucking natty. So that's a telltale sign, by the way, to figure it out. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, it's normal. It's normal to have shrunker balls on cycle. But Rick, kind of go over how herb taking herbals on cycle can actually plump up the balls. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of guys use my HC Generate product during cycle uh, to help them keep their balls plump. It kind of, uh, it gets in the way of that feedback loop that would otherwise make your testicles shrink. It gets, it It disrupts that that signal. And your pituitary gland continues to make enough of LH and FSH to stimulate your latic cells. And so they won't shrink. It won't completely keep you from being suppressed, but give it a shot. I mean, if you've been on TRT or been on cycle for a long time, your testicles are are, are small and, and the volume of your semen might have decreased quite a bit, actually try the product without getting off the steroids. And you'll see, Uh, you know, some guys and a lot of guys have reported this. I've experienced it myself, When you, when your testicles have shrank from steroid use and you begin taking that HG generate and to generate now we call it, um, you'll feel like a little bit of cramping on your nuts, not crazy where it's unbearable, but there'll be moments there that it reminds me of growing pains. I used to get in my bones when I was a teenager, uh, you know, getting just, just becoming a man and you'll, you'll get a little bit of nut cramping here and there that lasts a little bit that, I think that's got something to do with it, that, that feeling, because uh, it'll bring it'll start to bring your testicles back to size in days. It doesn't take like weeks or months. Really, if you've experienced uh, shrinkage from the from the juice, give the product a shot. Uh hcgenerate.com, give it a shot and see and see how it does for you. If it doesn't help you, I'll I'll give your money back. That's kind of our the no questions asked money back guarantee for anyone that tries my products. Um both shrink on cycle. It's, it doesn't happen to all of us, but it does happen to a good portion of people. And, and it happens at different times. Like I can be on for a little while before I notice anything. And then when I do notice anything, only one of them begins to shrink first before the other one starts to shrink. <laughs> but, uh, but if you're on steroids long enough for, for extended period of time, then Chances are you, your nuts are gonna are gonna shrink eventually after enough time on the steroids. So that's, that's something to think about. Uh HCgenerate.com, guys, check it out. You can use it during the cycle if you're worried about your nuts shrinking um, during the cycle. And definitely, you know, clomet has, has been tried and true for for years for guys during PCT uh, in order to really um, in order to really help bring their, their balls back to size. Uh, definitely having, having normal sized balls. uh, is a good thing. You know, it's a good thing for your balls not to shrink on you. Uh, Especially if you're off of steroids, coming off of steroids, coming off of everything. You'd want your testicles being nice and plump, those cells in there working to their maximum potential. And really, uh, you know, it's part of just health and and being healthy. You know, this podcast, we try to we focus a lot on, on harm reduction. You know, you're already using steroids. You're already adding synthetic drugs to your body. Uh, Let's use our experience. uh, Let me just tell you what we feel has been some of the safest ways of doing things. And that's sort of what what we do here every day. So uh, yeah,
0: that's it guys. That is what we say. We sit here all day and night. I'm locked in the basement at the Evo headquarters and we brainstorm ideas like this to help you guys keep plumb balls on cycle. So Rick, Rick, Rick keeps me trapped in the, the dungeon out here. He only lets me out once, a, once every month. It just puts, to... it puts the lotion on. Well, you let me out once a month so I can go outside and get my vitamin D. And then you put me back in. It so puts, just... it
1: puts the lotion on.
0: <laughs> that's,
1: from, uh, that's from a movie. The guy had the, to... Anyway. Which movie? Uh, one of those movies where dude was like a crazy serial killer and he had a, a chick uh, in a hole, and he could give her and she had to put the lotion on so that he could skin her later and make a, a suit with her skin. So her skin needed to be uh to be nice and, and soft.
0: Was that the one? Um that that was the uh, the one the Hannibal one, right? Yeah, 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 It's been a couple of there have
1: been a couple of spinoffs offs to that uh, movie, yeah. That the um what what's it called sheep something the original Hannibal was silence of the lambs
0: yeah that's silence the first, of the lambs that's and, the uh, first yeah. one he was on yeah, yeah i was close i said sheep sure? yeah that's a great movie <laughs> that's a great we, one. all the younger we know no rider yeah we know rider well if you got younger guys want to see a a, a a good movie that's a good movie and one best picture actually i think it was a late 80s movie so silence right, of the lambs
1: and, and the spin-off movies uh from that red dragon and some of the
0: other ones pretty cool Yeah, there was one. That was one that was that was pretty good. And um, yep. All right, guys. So this is 433 Q&A. Keep the questions coming. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care.
1: Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys.